Well, welcome everybody. This is Dawn Scott Damon. I am your freedom coach and we are women helping women live a full, fierce and free life. I'm so glad that you've joined me today. Hey, I've got something really special for you today, but first, I have to let you know I'm not alone. I have the sisterhood with me today, Miss Wanda Sanchez. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. Happy Monday. Freezing. I know. So here we are. It's it's, uh, November in Michigan, and we already have... The beloved white stuff out and there. And it is cold. And it's so cold. Oh my I gosh. My brain just didn't even know what to think about it when it saw it. Why I was in bed under the covers. Absolute <laughs> cognitive dissonance. But we had such a great show today, so it was like one reason to spring out of bed. You know what? That's so right. That's one thing that I got. And because our guest today... Well, she has an amazing story of transformation, and yeah, that's, you know, is. I love stories like this. I love before and afters, whether it's the closet makeover or, you know, the kitchen makeover yeah. or the body Maple makeover. makeover. <laughs> My favorite is, of course, the spiritual makeover. But, okay, without further ado, let me just share with you our special guest today. She is an amazing woman. In fact, she has a gazillion followers on her Facebook <laughs> because she is known as the Keto Mom Coach. Keto Mom Coach. And amazing. she has a website and a Facebook, Keto Mom Coaching, LLC. Yes, it's none other than Monica Boyer. Woo-hoo! And you are going to be in for a treat when you hear her story. But first, let's welcome Monica. Thank you for being with us. Yay. Oh, I'm so excited to be here today. I've been looking forward to this for a long time. I'm so so excited to talk to, talk with you, ladies, and and to see old friends again. And it's it's just amazing to be here. And it's really really cold here in Indiana too. So I'm, <laughs> I'm in layers. Yeah, <laughs> you're you're feeling our pain. So yes, <laughs> you're not that far away. You're in Indiana, and that's about two three hours from Grand Rapids, Michigan. I think, depending on what city you're Close in. Close enough for lunch. Yeah, absolutely. Meet halfway for lunch sometime. There you go. Uh, Well, welcome to the Freedom Girl podcast. So let's just get into it. You have an incredible story. So just tell us a little bit about yourself. And then that morning where you were just broken, you just remember it so vividly where you just were sitting at your kitchen table and said, I've just had enough. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I just, I, I love the title of your podcast, number one. It's just, it's what I've been living the past three years, and mm. and there's just nothing to describe the word freedom. And mm. if I leave with any message, it's that there is freedom, and there's hope, and there's 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 uh, tremendous freedom from the chains of what I was found myself in for the past 20 years. Um, I was a lobbyist, um, still am a lobbyist uh, for pro-family issues. Mm-hmm. Um, and I became, I was a woman working in a man's world. Mm-hmm. And if you know anything about how that works, yeah, um, I do. it's bitter. It is, it is hard. It is mm-hmm. bold. It is, as a woman, I was trained by my state representative. You don't show weakness. Even if you feel wow. like it, you are a tough woman. And to be a conservative on top of all of that in the media was just enough to make me, you were not going to hurt me. There was a wall around yep. me. You were not going to break through. Um, there was there was just so much through the political 
the political world of my life that I just became a very, very hard, bitter woman, mm-hmm. and, uh, and it showed in my body. Mm. Uh, my highest weight, I was 250 pounds, and, but my goodness, I was tough, and I could take yep. on any lawmaker that you, <laughs> that you put me against, yep. and, um, and, and that showed in everything that I did. Mm. Um, I was very, very selective as, as far as who I led in my life. I was mm-hmm. very, very closed. Um, I, I did not want to show any sort of tear. But the fact of the matter is when I would close my door at night, I would cry. Yeah. And I hated who I was. Yeah. I hated that when I would walk up the Capitol steps that I would be out of breath. I hated that I had uh-huh. a huge tire around my middle, that I was insulin resistant, that I was mm. um, pre-diabetic, that I was stroke level, um, mm. you know, high blood pressure. Yeah. Uh, but even more than that, I was gripped with depression. And mm. nobody saw that from the outside. If you scanned my Facebook, you saw a tough woman. You thought she had everything. And inside, I was dying. Yeah. And I sat one day with my son, who is 22. He uh, was engaged to this beautiful new daughter-in-law I have. And he asked us, uh, my husband and I, to go to Cedar Point with him. Um, and that's the amusement park in Ohio, just right next door to us. Yeah. And I froze. I yep. literally froze. Um, I remember seeing breadcrumbs, feeling the breadcrumbs on the table. Mm. And I remember lying to him. And I remember saying, Tony, we can't afford it. Now, in my defense, those tickets are really expensive. Yeah, right. <laughs> it wasn't too far from the truth, but the fact of the matter is I didn't want to wait, you know, three hours in line and get to the front and have a high school kid say, oh, ma'am, I'm so sorry. You have to step off because you're too big. Right. I did not want that humiliation, so my world froze at that point. I had raised my kids in the lobbying world. They were out there on the pro-life front lines. I mm. taught them everything I knew, but I couldn't be the mom that they needed me to be. Yeah, wow. And I froze. I literally froze that day, and that was the day that I said I've had enough. And I firmly believe that everybody has to have that moment, no matter how painful it is. We have to have that moment. I was was literally, I I joke around and say I was drooling on the couch because I was so uh, ridden with anxiety and depression. Mm. But that was the truth. That was the truth. There was no hope. For me, I tried every diet in the book twice. Wow. If you saw my checkbook, Jenny Craig, oh, yeah. doctors, all of them, all I of them, everything. And I just remember saying, I can't be the mom I need to be. And if I can't be the mom I need to be, what good am I on the front lines for pro-family values? What good am I out there if, if it's a fake, you know, if I can't be the mom I need to be? So right. that was the day my life changed. Well, June 12th, 2017. I'll never forget that day. <laughs> okay, wait. Tell us it again. June 12th. June, June the 12th, 2017. 2017. So this is such a fresh transformation. Well, I'm so um, eager to ask you so many questions, but um, we're going to have to another day. I want to talk to you about what it is to be a woman in a man's world because that's a whole show in itself, and that is such a reality. And unfortunately... That does cause you and and myself, it causes us as women to have to wear a certain kind of body armor, to look a certain way, act a certain way, and to really present and it shapes and morphs us into someone that, you know, at the end of the day, I would, in my own um, life, I would say, I don't, I'm not recognizing who you're becoming because you feel like you have to live up into that man's world and expectation. But You've said so much. By the way, I have a son named Tony, so no wonder we're... I knew I loved you right from the... <laughs> but, you know, sometimes the world doesn't understand what I would call maybe size privilege. 
when you're a smaller person, you go through life, you don't think about what seat you're going to have or what table you're going to sit in. You don't think about an airline ticket or being a passenger in someone's car. You don't think about the roller coaster. But when you're a person of size and you feel trapped in that, I mean, how do you, you must have been thinking about that on a regular basis. Oh, every moment. In fact, I was just at a conference. I was at a, a World National Health Conference a couple of weekends ago, and we were sitting in a restaurant, and I saw this very, very large woman walk in, and I just, my heart, I literally stopped breathing because the waitress mm. took her to a center table, and that's all I could sit at when I was my size, and I remember that walk of everybody's looking at me. I have to sit in the middle of the restaurant. And, and I literally couldn't breathe as I watched this woman walk in, and it just brought back all of the the thankfulness and the gratitude I have towards God for healing my body and, yes. and for knowing that there was a way out. And, and, oh, gosh, I just wanted to go hug her and just love her and because that was me. That was me just two years ago. So, mm-hmm. yeah. It, it is very, very real. It's very, very it, – it, there's a, there's a phase going on right now about – body shaming and and I blocked on Facebook a lot. I've been kicked off Facebook three times for posting a before and after picture because it's body shaming. But I'm telling you, there was never one moment that I thought it was okay. I knew I was unhealthy and I knew there was freedom to be found, but I didn't know how. And so I just, I just encourage everybody that there's so much hope out there. And you don't have to live with the depression and with, with the change. And and if I could just, this is Wanda, if I could just chime in here for a second. I know this woman. Ah, I've yes. known her for many years. I've stood next to her. We've worked beside each other. I know her. I've watched her journey, and it has been stunning. I've talked about it for a long time with, with Dawn and other friends. And, I mean, just so, I mean, I could say, and I've told Monica this, what an inspiration you are mm-hmm. to me personally. I mean, in, in many ways, and you've been that for many years, but, but man, Monica, to watch you and what has happened over the last few years, I told Dawn, it's like whiplash. I have whiplash. <laughs> you know, it's amazing. No. It's, it's, it gives so much hope to people, to women in particular, but, but thank you for what you're doing. It's very vulnerable, you know, what mm-hmm. you're doing. Yep. Yep. I appreciate that. You're making me cry. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't know, Monica, if you've talked to Miss Wanda here or if you've seen her, but she's in the midst of her own transformation as well. Yeah. Very, very proud. Pictures out there. She needs to put some more pictures out there because we're all cheering. Yes. I had to to re scroll the other day when she posted something. I was like, wow, I didn't hardly recognize her. Yes. Yeah. She's half the woman she used to be. So, (laughs) yay. Very very happy about it. But talk to me more about this moment of transformation and what were the next steps? You said um, you were insulin resistant, pre diabetic. You were in a position and a place there in your life where if you didn't make a change, you might not have even been here today. Yeah. I The last doctor's visit I had, which was about three weeks before all of this happened, the doctor literally, I walked out to my van, got my checkup, walked out to my van. The doctor went through the lobby, walked out to my van to get me. She said, if you come back here another time with your blood pressure like this, you will be in the hospital and you'll be on permanent medications. Mm. And so... I knew I was a walking dead person, and, but I didn't know what to do. And so I had remembered, I had remembered my friend said, Monica, this keto, this keto thing, she said, <laughs> she said, just try it. And she had lost about 60 pounds. And I'm like, you know what? I have already tried this. I have tried everything. I haven't tried keto yet, but I tried everything. And I'm like, 
there's no hope for me. There's no hope for me. Maybe there is for you, but it's not for me. But after that moment with my son, and this is what I tell my clients every day, I want to see your enough moment. I want to feel those breadcrumbs on the table when yeah. you talk to me and you, you want coaching. I want, I want to see those breadcrumbs on the table because when you see those, those breadcrumbs and those, that moment in time where you have frozen, it's a lifestyle for you. It's a lifetime thing. And then you're ready to change. And that's what happened to me. So I said, okay, Renee, I'll give you one shot. This is all I've got left. This is the last thing I've got. I will give you one shot. Mm-hmm. And so she talked me through the science. Uh, she talked me through it. It's, it's a fascinating science. Yes. I, I love it now. Now, when I first started, I'm like, Renee, just tell me what to eat. Just tell me. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. I don't care about the pancreas. I don't care about the liver. I don't even know what those things do. Right. Just tell me what to eat. And so that was kind of <laughs> my style. Now, some other people are like, tell me about the science. Does it really work? And so as a coach now, I have to know the science. But the science is fascinating and that the insulin response and everything revolves around our insulin and, and it's just an absolutely fascinating science. So I started. I gave up the sugar, I gave up the carbs, I eat twenty carbs a day, I mm-hmm. eat moderate protein, and I eat high healthy fat. And that healthy fat is the secret ingredient. It took me six months to to say butter is okay. Right. It took me six months to say my mom was wrong. Don't eat six meals a day because we don't want to raise our insulin. I mean, it's just a fascinating uh, science yes. experiment that is just crazy. But the the first thing that happened to me was not the weight. The first thing that happened to me was I. It was like there was a dark cloud over my head mm-hmm. that I couldn't see anything in front of me. I couldn't see my hands in front mm-hmm. of me. And it was like one morning I woke up and it was like there was sunshine. Yeah. And it was like clouds were parting and my mind cleared and I had the the mental fog was gone. Then the next, like the next week or so, I found myself bounding down the stairway. I hadn't bounded anywhere in 20 years. <laughs> That's beautiful. And my feet didn't hurt. For the first time, my feet mm-hmm. didn't hurt. And I thought, oh my goodness, I just ran down the stairs. And I ran all the way up the stairs thinking, I got to try this again. That was in my head. I ran <laughs> down the stairs. My feet didn't hurt for the first time in my life. And the inflammation was mm-hmm. gone. Yes. If you go back in my Facebook of, you know, how it has the memories two years ago. Yeah. You, I had lost about 30, 40 pounds. Um, I've lost 112 altogether um, up to this date. But I had lost about 20, 30 pounds at that point. You could tell something was different on my face. I mean, yes. instantly. It's like it heals you from the inside out. And Well, don't you think, too, I mean, I love keto. I'm actually on it as well. But don't you think that the first thing, for me anyways, it was that I I found something that so empowered me, the hopelessness yes. lifts because um, I remember one day in my office as a pastor, a woman came in. She was a very large woman as well. And she came in with two full, um, not just grocery bags, but those big shopping bags that you get, those heavy-duty bags, full of books. And she just dropped them on the floor, and she said, I've tried everything. And when I say I've tried everything, I mean it. And she had every book, you know, the Way Down Workshop and the all of this stuff. And um, bless her heart, and she was saying the same thing, you know, nothing worked. There was nothing that was lifting that cloud of hopelessness yeah. because it was too involved. It was too complicated. It, it, it required a, too much measuring and all these things. But with keto, you're exactly right. And let's talk about the science for a moment because yeah. – um, when when you start to get on keto, you start to realize quickly, you get results fast, but it feels so good to be empowered with something that works. Yeah. 
Uh-huh. And you, for me, it was like, I know that I can, first of all, this is a lifestyle. I can live this way. Uh-huh. It isn't something I'll do for a little bit. The, it is so good for us physically, our bodies, for the mental fog to rid our bodies of all these toxins. But I did the same thing. I mean, I, and I don't have a lot of weight to lose, but I just was at a place where I was very unhappy. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. The science is absolutely stunning. What we're doing is we're taking our bodies. It's like I compare it to uh, removing your laptop guts of your Dell and putting it into a an Apple computer. You're completely resetting your operating system. So you're going from burning sugar and carbs to burning your own fat and ketones as energy. And that is what's clearing your mind. That's what's making it everything look clear because you're resetting your whole body. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there are so many. Oh gosh, I, I could talk for hours about the testimonies from my clients. We just were having our first keto baby um, here <laughs> with with one of my first clients. She hadn't ovulated in eight years. She got oh. on keto. She was ovulating within four months, and now she's going to have a baby in in February. Wow. We're That's just realigning awesome. our hormones. It's for me, yes. I'm, a, I'm a pretty um, black and white person, and I'm a you know some people say I'm a little bit emotional, being a lobbyist, and you know, mm-hmm. and you kind of I wear my feelings on my sleeve, but literally I had to make sugar the enemy, and I saw yes. an article, I saw a video. I think it was a CBN video about what sugar does and how it feeds cancer and how cancer cells in our body have 10 extra receptacles and how when you go to test for cancer, they literally, they, they drink sugar and then these cancer cells glow. And I thought to myself, Mm -hmm. I don't want to cheat those ever again. So I made at that point, sugar was my, my number one enemy in my life. And that's the number one inflammatory thing that we put in our bodies. And that's what removes the pain. That's why we don't have the pain anymore because we're not feeding those inflammatory right. nerves anymore. And so, doesn't most disease come down to inflammation in the body? It does. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Heart disease, all of that has to do with inflammation. Mm-hmm. And when you get it out of your body, you really? begin to heal. Right. So I have a lot of clients who say they don't need to lose a pound. In fact, they need to gain. They are on keto so that they reset their bodies and so they get rid of that stuff and so that they are healthy. I've been maintaining my 112 pounds for a year and a half. Um, it's going on two years now. No problems with maintenance. And I feel I wouldn't ever eat another way again. During maintenance, right. I'm thinking, okay, well, well, do you go more paleo? What do we do? I have no desire for that. I am eating everything I want now and I, I don't want to mess with anything. So I'm a lifetimer. Um, and my lipid panel, I've had it tested twice. A lot of people are really scared about the cholesterol. cholesterol sure. Know. Mine are perfect. I've had it tested uh, twice. My only regret is they say at six months, your cholesterol can go up just a little bit. And then it evens out and it gets normal after a year. I never had mine tested at six months. I wished I had okay. to know where I stood. Before, it was my numbers were awful. My, my A1C, all of this were awful. Now everything's perfect. So I don't have that six-month test, but um, it, 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 the science is just absolutely stunning. It, it, it is. And it's easy. It is so, so easy to do. I, I believe that, too. I, it, it's one of the things that it's, like you said, it's a lifestyle. You would never go back. Sugar is so toxic. It's like the, I think it's a Christ, the Christian drug. Um, it's, crack. it's so, <laughs> it's crack. It's a, so addicting. Yeah. Um, I had a client pull over on the side of the road. She said, oh, I'm not addicted to sugar. I always require a hard detox the first two weeks of my program. 
hard detox. That's nothing sweet on your tongue at all. Even the keto approved sweeteners. She literally had to pull over on the side of the road and throw up. She was so addicted to sugar. She had no idea. And then after that two weeks, she said, Monica, I'm free for the first time in my life. I am free. I'm no longer addicted to this. I don't crave it anymore. It's just, it's crazy how it works. Yeah. It it is. It is so amazing. And I think that, you know, again, taking control of our life, that hopelessness begins to flee. And that's part of the freedom that comes when all of a sudden you recognize, I don't have to be chained to this. I don't have to live this way. I don't have to have inflammation. I don't have to have brain fog and feel, uh, I can't remember anything and I'm tired. I have these crashes and then I have spurts of energy and then I have crashes again. And it's, I have so much energy and, um, Clarity. The physical side. The physical side is absolutely stunning, but I cannot, I cannot not mention what happens to your spirit. I am a person of faith. I, I yes. bring that into my coaching, and I teach these ladies that our bodies, minds, and spirits are connected. And when one is sick, they all they're are all sick. sick. So it, when I was so obese, it was because the inside was broken. So what happened on my journey that I was not prepared for, that I always am very, very cautious to talk to my ladies about, is I want you to be prepared for what happens emotionally mm-hmm. and spiritually on your journey because that is almost more terrifying yes. than the weight loss. Mm-hmm. As I lost the weight, as, as the physical pounds came off on the outside, there were 10 on the inside that were exposed. It could be trauma. It could be depression. It was all of that junk that was on the inside. So yeah. I went through about six months in my journey where I felt nothing. That was kind of scary. That was a kind of scary time because I am a very emotional person. I'm, right. I'm either angry or I'm happy or, you know, and, and being on the front lines in politics, 90% of the time I was angry. That right. was gone. I didn't know what to do. I'm like, how do you fight on the front lines when you're not you're angry? You're not angry. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So uh, where did it go? It was just gone, and I believe there was one. There was one. Um, Go ahead. Sorry. Okay. There was one evening I went to a rent collective concert. I just found myself at this concert. I didn't want to be there, and it was something happened to me that night. And I was filled with joy for the first time in twenty years. Mm. And I have no idea what it was. A song about joy. I don't know what it was, but for the first time, it was like God just put the joy back in my life. That mm-hmm. I had, that he'd taken out, he'd taken everything out, but like he reset my whole body. And so wow. I experienced joy for the first time. And that, and the spiritual journey, all of that is just as important as what happens physically, too. So I do, I do ask my clients, please go to talk to somebody. Please yes. don't shut a counselor out of your life. I wished I would have known that. That's the only regret I have. I have gone through counseling since just to say, hey, what do I do with this? What do right. I do with this new marriage that I have? Yeah. There's nothing the keto does not touch, including your marriage, including in the maintenance phase. All of it is just so I, I always prepare my clients, please be prepared for this and have somebody that you're ready to talk to when it when it happens, when that stuff starts to come out and and do it healthily, you know, body, mind and spirit healing. And then you will experience the freedom. Right. Amen. And I agree because we are um so intricately made and I think that um, addiction, most all addiction is a result of trauma, covering trauma at some point. I mean, we have all been traumatized in one way or another, but many of us, I'm a, I'm a survivor of childhood sexual abuse. And so 
you know, sugar, food, there, ice cream was a big reward for me. And it was also a, um, one of the happiest memories that I have in my life, in my childhood was centered around ice cream. And so as long as you're still eating and anesthetizing, as long as you're, you know, still numbing out, you're not really dealing with those issues. But when you lose your last thing that brings you comfort, and, um, and, and, and kind of just helps you cope in life and you no longer have that. Now you're so vulnerable. You have nothing yeah. to hide behind anymore. I've, yeah. We just talked about you, this. Yeah. yeah. You've experienced it, right? Well, oh, yeah. talk about that yeah, a little just, bit. I, we just mentioned this last week. Um, you know, pretty soon all the things you used to lean on for crutches are gone. And then you're just out there open and, you know, and if, and there's choices to make right there in yeah. that moment. Oh. Like what you know, kind of choices? Like, like run like crazy, Wanda. Run because yes. it's getting scary and I'm not used to being vulnerable and blah, blah. You know, I'm learning. Yes. But so I had a choice about about whether to keep going forward. Yes. Or turn around and run fast, you know. <laughs> right. Because I need Because I felt like, and I've said this to you, Don. what do I do with all this whatever, the junk, the baloney that I used to hide, that I used to eat? To, I used to, to eat it. Suppress you know, it all. Yeah. And now what? You know, so now I'm learning new ways. And once so. you grasp that, once you grasp whole healing, then it's a lifestyle and then it's a lifetime thing. Then it's, it's like breathing after that, once you get rid of that. And so I always, I always wait for the moment in that seven weeks that I walk with these women. I always wait for that moment of where I can teach them that. Don't you go on until you get a hold of why you're doing this. And it's painful. It is painful. It's a lot of emotion. And I know a lot of coaches, a lot of health coaches don't go there. They just, they just, you know, a lot of success comes with how many pounds are gone. To me, I don't care how many pounds are gone. I want to know that whole healing has happened. And let me just say, as someone who's experienced weight loss before, it won't stay gone if the other parts are broken still. Right. It will come back. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's a really great point. And because if you haven't gotten to the root, you haven't gotten to the the yeah. reason why we put the weight on in the first yeah. place. As my French Reese says, uh, we're so busy putting out the smoke, we miss the fire. We miss the fire. Yeah. yeah. You know, so. Yeah. So, Monica, so um, so you have this this cathartic moment. Your son Tony is used of God as kind of a catalyst. Your doctor, the few days earlier, it all comes to the perfect storm. You get up, you, you make some changes, you come, you know, galloping down the steps. You're experiencing freedom. Now you've got this joy coming into your life. What makes you say, I need to share this with other people? What was that moment where you said, I know this is my calling. I got to do this. Do you remember when it was what you felt like when you got saved and when, when you just accepted Christ and, and you have to like, yes, I do. Oh my gosh, the world does not know. I have to tell people this. I have to tell, I, I felt so good and I felt so free yes. that I couldn't be quiet. I just, and it was probably annoying what I did on Facebook. I'm a very public person. Um, mm-hmm. I also know my, I also know my nemesis is, um, exit ramps. So if I, if you don't tell anybody what you're doing, there's an easy exit ramp. And I decided at that moment when I sat with my son, and by the way, before we, before we end, I have to tell you the end of that story about the roller coaster. Yes. But but when I made that, 
that choice in that moment, I knew that I had to get rid of all exit ramps. So I went public on Facebook. Yeah. Now, <laughs> I am very close friends with um, the vice president of the United States. I'm very close with all of those politicians. So that's my audience on Facebook. Oh my goodness. All of those people. It was the scariest moment of my life. And I felt so yucky that I went public because uh. I knew the media was watching. The last thing that I had when I think, I think it was Wanda when I was working with you on a, on an issue or something, they had created a meme about me, a cartoon and I was obese. Yes. And I knew those are the people oh, that are watching me. Boy. Right. And so for me to go public was very, very scary, but I had to, I yes. wanted all exit ramps gone. And I encourage my clients, please tell people, I know that you want to do it quietly. I know you want to come out as a big surprise, to, you know, look what she's doing, come out publicly and make it a public thing. And that's what I did the day I left that table. I said, it's all or nothing. It's public. And so that's when, um, that's when my journey began. And I started with a, a multivitamin, you know, thinking that that's what was causing me to lose weight. It wasn't, it was keto, but yes. I started talking about this wonderful vitamin, you know, and, and, and somebody said, it was, it was Renee who told me about keto. She was like, Monica, honey, you know, you need to probably tell the truth that it's, it's what you're eating. <laughs> it is. And so from that moment, I just made it very public and I would post pictures of myself that was, that were obese pictures and I would post and then people started to notice. And sure. then, uh, so, and so, yeah, I, I had to go public with my journey. Now everybody's different. That was me. I, I didn't want any exit ramps. I didn't want to be stuck in the break room at work and have donuts in there. I thought, well, nobody knows what I'm doing. So nobody will know if I eat this donut. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then for me, it was the cancer. It was the cancer enemy that I created. And uh, and and like you said about the, the fire, on uh, Wanda, I I wanted the cancer cut out of me. I wanted that disease cut out. I didn't right. want to, you know, I didn't want to do deal with the smoke anymore. Cut that stuff out of right. me. And so it was a it was a year's journey for me. Um, mm-hmm. And the thing that held me together were those breadcrumbs on the table. So every time I don't take clients anymore who want to get in their bikini next summer. I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not interested in that. I want to hear about the breadcrumbs. I want to know because those breadcrumbs keep you in the journey. Whatever mm-hmm. your enough moment uh, is, my first assignment that I give in my seven weeks is I want a vision board. I want to know, I want to see those breadcrumbs mm-hmm. on there. And so that's what held me together for a year and still holds me together. And I have to tell you this summer, uh, my son took me to Cedar Point, and we got on the front of a roller coaster <laughs> right before he got me to take it at Christmas. He said, Mom, this has been such a up-and-down journey for you, but this summer we're going on the real journey. I was terrified. Oh, man. <laughs> I was terrified of roller coasters, but I didn't care. I was getting on that thing. And so this summer, tears running down my face, we got on the front, and right before we got on the roller coaster, they kicked a man off because he was too big. Oh. I froze. Oh, wow. like, I thought I made it up in my head that that happened. Oh. It really did. And it was like God just said, you know what? I got gotcha. you. Yeah. We got on that thing and I was bawling. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Wow. So, what a what an story. amazing story. Yes, it is. Well, I'm, it's just so exciting and encouraging to see where you've come from and where you're still going and how God is using you. And um, in closing, what would you tell someone who's listening today who, you know, they just they just feel like they're, they're in that desperate place. They're in that hopeless. They're having that breadcrumb moment. Yeah. One of the things that I asked God is I dedicated Keto Mom Coaching to him. 
because I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't know I'm a politician's girl. I don't know. I didn't know what I was supposed to do with this. One of the things I said is God brand in my mind, hope brand that and, and never let me forget my moment. And I'm telling you, when I see these women come to me and mm-hmm. see the hopelessness, Oh my gosh, I, I just, I want to let the world borrow my hope, you know, the hope that just came out of of my little house here in Warsaw, Indiana, um, because there is so much hope and it's so easy. It is so easy. There's a learning curve. There's a little bit of a learning curve. A lot of people think they're doing keto and they think they're doing it, but there's so many things like the FDA's rules. Um, here's, here's a, a, a little tip. Maltodextrin is labeled as sugar free. It has a higher glycemic index than table sugar, but the FDA is allowed to say it's sugar-free, and all it is is a filler. It's in all of our foods. That will stall you. That will make you stop losing weight. So those little tips and tricks that I've learned, I'm able to share with people and and help them, you know, figure out their macros. It is very, very important to know what we're putting in our body and figuring out those personal macros. and, And so I'm able to help with the science, but I'm telling you, and you probably experienced this in your coaching, 20% is of what I teach is science, 80% is the emotional side, yes. and walking with them hand in hand to their victory. And so I'm, yes. I'm finding a whole a whole different ministry I didn't know was there. You're right, <laughs> amen. Yeah, amen. I kind of say, sometimes I say it like this, exactly what you say. I, I 20% of it is, you know, what we put in our mouth. I think about... Um, um, 70% of it is the emotional. And then I, I usually leave about 10% to say, Hey, but what are we, what's spiritual in terms of, you know, what is the enemy? What is a stronghold? Where, where, where's a, a generational curse? What's going on that we, you know, you need to break. So, but I'm with you. We're body, soul, and spirit. Yeah. And you can't minister to one without the other and to be yeah. the whole person that God wants us to be. Right. So, right. Keto Mom Coaching is the website. Go there. I've watched dozens of women lose hundreds of pounds with Monica and her Keto Mom Coaching thing. It's amazing. Well, and you're beautiful, Monica. I mean, you were beautiful before, but, you know, looking at your picture, it's like, wow, you you use the word stunning. You are stunning. Your testimony is stunning. We know we've got a stunning. Um, What's the impact you want to leave on the world? I want to leave hope. I want women to start living again. I mm-hmm. waited 20 years to live. And I finally, for the first time at 44 years of age, finally living. And so mm-hmm. I want, I want to leave hope. I want to, mm-hmm. I want to empower women and put the tools in their hands for them. I've had three clients who have hit their goal and now they're in full-time ministry. Oh, they didn't feel wow. like they could do it before. And I was asking God the other day, I'm like, God, why did you take me out of lobbying? I know how to lobby. I know how to beat up a politician. Like you wouldn't believe. Why did you take me out? <laughs> and he said, it was like, he spoke to my spirit one day. He said, unhealthy women are powerless. Yeah. You're giving them power. You're giving, you're empowering them to find and to fall into their ministry so they can do what God called them to do. Yeah. And I thought, well, okay. All right, let's go. There it is. There's <laughs> your, there's your why. Yep, that's freedom right there. Amen. That's good. So give us the website once again. My website is ketomomcoaching.com. Ketomomcoaching.com. Go there, you guys. There's a plethora of information and stories that will encourage you. And Monica is just, she's the one to do the journey with you. Oh, that's great. I'm so thankful that you were with us today. We got to do this again. Oh, 
anytime. You call me anytime. I love being on today. Okay, we we have now. You said it on in public. And now. yeah, it's on. It's a, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome see you too. we gotta come up for that lunch okay yeah. let's, let's plan that Wanda's gonna get a hold of you we're right. gonna make it happen Warsaw's okay. not that far away that's right. That's, right. that's right well that was just great I enjoyed that so much powerful wasn't it wow I mean yes. wow <laughs> what an amazing testimony well this is Dawn Scott Damon it's been great to be with you today so find and visit my website at dawnscottdamon.com